and good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Tracy Morgan, of course, in with you just about 11.15. And this is our time that we get to talk to great professionals in and around the area about issues that are important to you and your health is crucial to you, especially digestion. That's going to be the topic of the day today with Middlesex Chiropractic Center and Holistic Health. Of course, Dr. Simperman with us and Dr. Gallagher. Before I welcome them into the program, though, let me tell you all the different ways that you can listen. Because you do have the option, of course, listening to us on the radio, but you do have Alexa-powered devices that can help you out. You have an app that would go on your mobile devices, or you can listen to us streaming online at WISR680.com. Also, if you're online, what you can do once we're all done with the program, what you can do is listen to this as the podcast of the day. And how you access that is you get back onto our website, And then you pick programs, let's talk, and then look for holistic health uh, and Middlesex Chiropractic Center as well. All right. So Dr. Simperman, Dr. Gallagher on the phone with me. Good morning, both of you. How are you doing today? Doing well, Tracy. Tracy. How are are you doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. So we are talking about digestion, and I'm going to start us off with this question. (laughs) How has our digestion (laughs) been? Uh, Because stress can really affect our digestion, can it? Oh, yes. Yes, it can. I think it's one of the major sources of, you know, besides our, you know, of course, our diet. And, yeah. You know, and then, the, you know, you can get into the fact that uh, stress can cause us to eat bad food. You know, you can go really all around. But um, I think one of the big things that um, we need to know that. Um, all know, disease starts in the gut. Yeah, yeah. That was from Hippocrates. Back in 460 B.C. <laughs> So, so explain that. Wise, yeah, explain that. Wise, Why does it start in the gut? Well, because that's where 70% of your immune system starts. And I think really what we need to do is just give everybody a little idea of what your digestive system includes. So when we're talking about digestion, we're not just talking about your gut, but we're talking about your esophagus because this has to move the food from your mouth to your stomach. And then... Once it gets into the stomach, the food gets digested by mixing hydrochloric acid and enzymes to digest your food. Then it's further digested in the small intestine or the duodenum. And then the liver also produces bile, injects that bile into there. Uh, Gallbladder stores and concentrates the bile. And then we have the pancreas, which not, you know, the pancreas is is a dual function uh, gland, it produces digestive enzymes, lipase, protease, and amylase, and the endocrine part of it, as we know, produces insulin. So these are the these are the organs that are involved in your digestive system. However, digestion does begin in your mouth, right? So it if does. you do not chew your food properly, that can set up a situation where digestion is already a problem because your food is not chewed enough for your enzymes in your um, in your stomach to start to break down that food so you could access your nutrients. So that is the reason why all diseases start in the gut. If we're not able to access our nutrients because of poor digestion and assimilation, which is the ability to absorb the nutrients, then we're in trouble because we don't have the building blocks and then our body can't function at the highest level that it possibly can. So 
digestive issues, you know, affect probably all of us at one time or another. You know, things like just the upset stomach, gas, heartburn, constipation, diarrhea. So these these are some of the common things that are sort of like red flags, if you will, that, hey, you know, maybe something's just a little off in my digestion. And sometimes these things are not always, you know, constant and continuous, but they do uh, crop up. And sometimes, you know, people notice that happening more frequently. Yeah, in fact, um, the average American um, in our society, about 74% of Americans experience some sort of GI discomfort. Like we said, gas, bloating, pain, diarrhea, constipation, um, you know, like reflux. There's That's a large percentage. We know that 60 million Americans do have at least once a month GERD which is your gastrointestinal reflux. 15 million Americans have that on a daily basis. So that's a lot of people that are suffering from digestive issues. And, you know, these dysfunctions of the upper digestive system, and I always like to say when I talk to patients and educate them about their digestion, is I always go with the belly button up is the upper part and the belly button down is the lower part. And then we talk about where they stand with their health and trying to repair those areas of their digestive system. Yes, and, and you know, that's pretty much a common thing that that we see in our office. A lot of a lot of people, you know, because it's not an everyday occurrence, they just kinda pass it off as to maybe, you know, something they ate or certain types of food. But uh, you know, certain types of food, you know, people may have intolerances to certain types of food. And so they, you know, have uh, symptoms of food intolerance, which could be, you know, diarrhea or uh, constipation or, um, you know, just gas. Yeah. But they don't realize that it's, you know, uh, their body's having sort of like an allergic reaction to what they're eating. It's causing inflammation. Yeah, and that's not a true allergy because true allergies are, are can be life threatening and can also be uh, lead to more degenerative diseases. However, people can be sensitive to foods, foods that cause inflammation in their gut, foods that are hard for them to digest, especially if the digestive system isn't working as we want it to. And there's a lot of different dysfunctions of the upper digestive system. Uh, people that, you know, people know about or have been diagnosed via a um, gastroenterologist or their PCP, things like Barrett's esophagus, which is caused by GERD and uh, food coming up from the flap from the uh, stomach to the intestines and causing deterioration of some of the um, some of the tissue there. Because if you if you know about the, the tissue of the digestive system, it's it's what's in your mouth, that's mucous membrane. And that mucous membrane is very sensitive and can be, you know, if you've ever bitten the inside of your mouth, it hurts a lot and then, but it heals fast. So these tissues can be healed. The mucous membrane has really good healing ability if it's not constantly being bombarded with the problems of, you know, reflux into the, into the esophagus, um, 
We could also have gallbladders that are just really not functioning the way they should. And as a result, the body doesn't break down fat and that can lead to fatty livers and gallbladder disease and, and then no gallbladder. And then that sets up a whole nother issue, which we can discuss. And then sometimes people are involved with pancreatitis, which is a little bit more serious. And a lot of times it's just because we don't have the enzymes in the stomach and the pancreas is having to overwork. And there's some theories that believe that when one part of the pancreas overworks, then the other part becomes damaged and then people have a pre-diabetic condition. So there's some uh, published studies that go along in that realm too. So can that be part of diabetes? Type 2 diabetes? Most certainly. So there's a lot of things that can happen in the upper part of the digestive system then then lead to issues in the lower part, um, which is, you know, more serious because then we get into immune issues, inflammation throughout the body, not getting the ability to absorb any of our nutrients or to make nutrients in the gut. Yep. And I think, you know, people... Uh, need to understand what causes uh, the common, what people commonly refer to as heartburn or acid reflux. And, you know, a lot of times these are treated uh, with uh, antacid type medications, but the real root cause of this problem is that people do not have enough acid in their stomach to adequately break down and digest the food that they eat. And we know that as we get older, our bodies produce less and less uh, acid and enzymes to, to digest and break down these foods. And what happens then is because the food is not broken down completely, it sits there in your stomach and it starts to ferment. And we know that one of the byproducts of fermentation is gas. And so because even though we have are making less acid, the stomach still has an acidic environment. And so as this fermentation occurs, it pushes the acidic contents of the stomach up through that valve into the esophagus. And as Dr. Gallagher mentioned, that tissue is mucous membranes. It's very sensitive to that acid. It, it, it irritates it. People experience this fullness, this burning, and that's where the heartburn or the acid reflux comes from. So it's not actually too much acid. It's not enough acid to adequately break down the food. And when this happens for a, uh, chronically for a long period of time, that's when people develop these other conditions. Right. And then that's when we turn to the proton pump inhibitors and things like that, that, you know, what's available through our gastroenterologists and our, um, you know, PCPs and then over the counter. And then, you know, basically it's not really getting to the core issue, which was poor digestion to begin with. And then we use the proton pump inhibitors to decrease that acid and we're still not absorbing our nutrients and we're still not really digesting. We're just trying to, um, you know, decrease what's going on in in that fermentation process and, and making things a little bit the symptoms go away but not really fixing the problem so when we use the proton pump inhibitors and we decrease the stomach acid even more than it was then we open ourselves up to not being able to access our nutrients all our minerals need a slightly acidic 
environment in the stomach. That's why we produce HCL. So if we can't access our nutrients, then we can't have good health. So it sets up this whole gerbil wheel for the patient. And of course, sometimes people do need to use the proton pump inhibitors, but all of those have major side effects and should only be used for short-term issues until we get to the true cause of their problem. And that doesn't seem to be the case. It just seems like a lot of people go on these and then they stay on them forever and ever and ever. And we never take people off their medication. So I want to clear that up. It's only when we get clearance that things are healed that after we work with the person, can they get to that point with their doctor. And usually we have, you know, really good results with people. Once we're off of those, they don't go back. We never want you to go back on that. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of different ones. Yeah. I mean, some of the common ones would be Prilosec or Prilosec OTC, Prevacid, Protonics, Nexium. Those are, those are some of the more common ones that, that we hear about all the time. And, uh, you know, they're frequently prescribed for things like, uh, duodenal ulcers or, uh, ulcers associated with uh, overuse of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. They use, they're prescribed for uh, individuals who are suffering from GERD or Barrett's esophagus. They even use them for uh, H. pylori. So these are some of the uh, common conditions that we uh, see people with that, that are taking these drugs. And as Dr. Gallagher mentioned, they're not without uh, side effects. Yeah, there's a lot of side effects, and some of the some of the ones that people might not even realize that they're going to have maybe have a headache, diarrhea, constipation, more abdominal pain, more gas, nausea, sometimes rashes, sometimes fatigue, dizziness, and it's also when you use a proton pump inhibitor over a year, you increase your risk of diff, and that's a very, very scary bacteria to have. That causes uh, major issues with overuse of antibiotics, and then uh, people usually succumb to that. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty serious issue. And why is that? Because we're changing the bacteria in the lower part of the digestive system from using you know, these proton pump inhibitors, and we didn't even get into the lower part of the digestive system, which is the small intestines and large intestines, which is in the small intestines is where we do a lot of absorption and we have our good bacteria. And there are some valves there. You know, our, our, our digestive system is a system of valves. And if the valves are irritated, that's when we have backwash or pain and discomfort. And that's, you know, those are, those are the things that we have to remember, you know, occasionally having a little bit of, you know, loose stools or a little bit of uh, constipation, you know, that, that's okay. But having it, you know, more than a few times a week is definitely a sign of a problem, which needs to be addressed. Otherwise, you're going to have poor health and chronic conditions develop over time. And and right as we get into the uh, lower digestive system, you know that's that's where we find the microbiome. We've talked about that, the intestinal microbiome, where when that 
gets thrown out of balance. You know, it, normally there are good and bad bad organisms that reside in our lower gut, and when a person is healthy, the the pH and the and the environment is such that the good organisms can thrive, and then the person has a normally functioning gut, uh, healthy immune system. But when that balance is disturbed, the pH is changed, um, the terrain, if you will, is altered, then it favors proliferation of those bad microorganisms, and uh, they sort of overtake the good ones, and then the person has problems because it creates um, inflammation, which can lead to leaky gut and all those other types of uh, conditions that we've talked about previously. And leaky gut, I mean, that's a... I'm not sure, you know, if people really understand what leaky gut is, but that's a serious issue. Leaky gut leads to undigested food particles going into our bloodstream and setting off an immune response. We do not want our immune system to be turned on for those reasons. We want it healthy and ready to fight whatever pathogens are out in our environment, not fighting the food that we ate. We should be using the food that we eat for health and to repair and rebuild our bodies, not to set up an immune response or even an inflammatory response. Because once we set up inflammation, then we have achy joints. We have uh, other situ situations that come up where we have inflammation of the membranes of our cells, which then we can't get our nutrients in. We can't get rid of the toxins inside the cell. We can't use our hormones properly. So there's a whole group of things that can start to happen once we have this leaky gut set up. And, um, you know, that does start from, from the top down. So, you know, we always want to go back to the, the, the start of digestion, which is in the mouth, and making sure that we chew our food properly and that we have the proper enzymes. There are testing things that you can do to find out. You can do salivary pH, you can test yourself at home, you can get a microbiome test kit, which we have from standard process. We can see if you have the normal bacteria with that. Um, there are other things people can do to help that. We can check you for hiatal hernia and problems with a valve called ileocecal valve, which can be irritated. That's the valve from the small intestines to the large intestines. So that can be um, evaluated through a physical examination, as well as hiatal hernias, and the, all those things contribute to that. So, you know, those those are very um, easy for us to find and then um, treat if that's the if that's the cause of the problem. So. Yep, and it's uh, you know interestingly enough too, a lot of times when people have digestive uh, dysfunctions it will cause referred pain to certain areas of their uh, back and spine where the, the neurological connections uh, to those digestive organs are. Um, a lot of times when people have gallbladder dysfunction or, or stomach issues with, with uh, you know, heartburn, uh, improper digestion, they're gonna get a lot of chronic pain in the upper back between the shoulders. Um, you know, ileocecal valve dysfunction is going to, you know, be more lower down in the upper uh, lumbar, lower thoracic area. Um, so 
you know, there are neurological connections between certain areas of your spine and your digestive system. Yeah. Remember in the beginning, we talked about the stress and how it affects your digestion. Well, we're talking about the part of the nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system, which regulates organ functions as well as the parasympathetic. So when I describe this and educate people about their body, I tell them the sympathetic is like the accelerator and it's just going out of control. When we're under stress and our mind is going and we're not resting like we should, well, we're going to inhibit our digestion. That's what the sympathetic nerves will do. They'll release hormones that will inhibit digestion. And then that's when people have, you know, you know, problems with their gut when they're under stress or they have loose stools or they get constipated. Some of that is related back to overload of the sympathetic nervous system. Now, the parasympathetic is what I call rest, digest, and heal. And so we always want to balance those systems through supplementation or chiropractic, something or stress, other stress reducing activities that a person can do because if that's the cause of their problem, if it's an emotional stress related problem, they need to realize sometimes the stress in our life is not going to go away. The situation which got you there, but you have to work on other things to reduce that or the body's ability actually to adapt to a stressful, you know, circumstances. Because again, sometimes these things are not going to go away in our environment. We're going to have to approach them in a more healthy way. Yep. And, and, you know, recently I think people have had more than their normal dose of stress and it doesn't seem to be going away. So really, you know, that stress management, um, is a key factor in, in your overall wellness, but that's kind of really outside the scope of what we're talking about today, but it really is an important consideration when it comes to a multitude of, of different problems, you know, because it can exacerbate uh, a lot of different conditions that people complain about that we see yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, and you know, you might've talked about this in the brain health um, lecture that we have, and it will tell you that two thirds of that sympathetic nervous system, the enteric nervous system will wrap around your intestinal tract. So there's, you know, this is happening in, and I love to teach people about their body. They become more, uh, they have more control over what's going on around them when they understand how the body works and they don't feel like they're, they don't have any control over it. So I also want to tell people to be, uh, before we go any further that some of this information is on our website via um, videos, webinars that we've done. They can go on to middlesexchiropracticcenter.com. There's a video tab at the top, and they can click down and see the videos that have to do with digestive system if they're interested in there. We have some leaky gut, leaky brain. We have a, a lot of different ones that go over digestion and um, brain health also. So those are available at no charge at middlesexchiropracticcenter.com. Yep. And as Dr. Gallagher mentioned, you know, once that leaky gut starts, it can affect your whole body and it even affects your brain. And we've talked about that as well. So, you know, this is a real serious problem and it, 
it, you know, a lot of times it just has sort of a gradual onset, you know, with those things like heartburn and, and gas and bloating. Uh, and that can persist and persist for a long time. And because it's not an everyday occurrence, sometimes people just kind of blow it off. But uh, really, it's a little bit of a red flag and people need to, uh, you know, look at it as such. And I want to also bring up how does the immune system, how is that part of digestion? Well, again, starting with the mouth, we have something called salivary IgA, and that's an immunoglobulin that actually is in the mucous membranes of our mouth and all the way down through all the mucous membranes of the digestive system. It's in our tears, it's in our salivary glands, it's in all the mucous membranes, it's in our respiratory tract, it's in our digestive tract, and it's in our mammary glands for women. So these, this IgA protects the body from pathogens in the oral cavity, in the, in the digestive system, in the lungs, in the respiratory system, in the upper respiratory system. If we have a decreased IgA because of medication, poor diet, obesity, then low digestive enzymes, no gallbladder, then we're going to create more problems for ourselves. To measure the salivary IgA is very, very easy. We have salivary testing that can do that to tell us where we stand with that first line of defense. That's supposed to kill off things that we breathe in and take in that should not be there. It's our protective mechanism. When we're under stress, the levels of our IgA decrease, and that causes us to be more susceptible to possibly a pathogen in our food for food poisoning, a cold virus, something that we encounter in our environment. So those that's what that IgA is for. So that's just something that we want to keep at a high level in order to protect ourselves. Yep, because it is the first line of, the, of defense uh, to our immune system. And so keeping it in good shape is vital because if it's functioning the way it should and it's healthy, um, you know, it just it just zaps a lot of uh, pathogens before they ha have a chance to even progress any further into the body. Yeah, well, because it's in all the it's in all the portals of entry, so to speak: your mouth, your nose, your eyes, your ears. Yeah. All the mucous membranes of the body, and those are the main routes that pathogens enter our body through. So, keeping that in good shape is essential to. Uh, a properly functioning immune system. Yeah. I'm just looking at the how many people I'm just Hello? looking at the clock and we just have a couple of minutes left. So um, I, I want to make sure we get your contact information and then if you want to close this out, that would be fabulous. All right. So we are at Middlesex Chiropractic Center.com, Route 8 South at the Cooperstown Plaza, and that's considered Valencia, PA. So you can look us up online. At, we're at 1158 Pittsburgh Road, which is Route 8, south of Butler. And um, It's Suite 201, around the back of the building. Yes, and our phone number is 724-903-0506. And if you'd like to take a peek at any of our um, 
webinars. They're, you know, on our website under the video tab at MiddlesexChiropracticCenter.com. And if you'd like to set up an appointment, you can call us at 724-903-0506. We've been in business for a long time. We've seen all sorts of digestive issues. So um, we just, you know, would love to help you. Um, before we, we end off to Tracy, I just want to bring up, there's quite a bit of people who don't have a gallbladder and we didn't really get into that very much, but I did want to say that that's a big issue when it comes to absorption of nutrients. Um, the bile that's released from the gallbladder needs to create a more acidic environment in the stomach area so that we can absorb our calcium if we can't absorb our calcium and magnesium and some of our other nutrients, we're going to have poor health, poor bone health, problems with our heart muscle, problems with other muscles. So that's a vital thing that we repair with people. And we do have plenty of things that I call gallbladder in a bottle that helps <laughs> help people. In and they work really well. Well, and that's, that's a key point, too, that people need to remember, that there are options, you know, that, yes. that, they, that yep. there is a solution. It's not just yes. because they have their gallbladder out yes. or they have digestive issues that they have yeah. to suffer. They can come to you yeah. and start that, that path. And I know it's an individual yeah. thing for, for yeah. your clients and your yep. patients, but there is an option. So, all right. Yes. Fabulous. There are options. Yeah. Middlesex Chiropractic Center and Holistic Health, of course, Dr. Simperman and Dr. Gallagher. Thank you so much, as always. Always nice to talk to you. Thank you, Thanks, Tracy. And as always, folks, if you would like to listen to this program again in its entirety online, what you do is go to WISR680.com, click Program, Let's Talk, and then look for Middlesex Chiropractic Center and Holistic Health. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.